20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am Steve Perhatch. I am joined by Sarah Kelleher. We do not have Dusty Evely tonight. He is, I don't even know where he is. We don't care. Uh, he decided to ditch us, so screw that guy. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Sarah, how's it going down in Florida? It is good. Happy to be here. Have working Wi-Fi this week, so that is always a plus. But I am a little sad that Dusty is choosing not to podcast with us tonight. Now, to be fair, I, I talked to Dusty a little bit, and he said he has he's at a work event where he's going to be drinking beers and playing like old school arcade games. So, I mean, I can't as much as I normally yeah. would knock the guy. Like that's just I've I've done that. That was uh, my wife and I had our first baby shower at a beercade headquarters in Chicago. It was the best uh, baby shower I've ever been to in my life because I was drinking beers and playing video games. So I can't knock him as much as, you know, I love to just rip on Dusty all day long. Like I, this decision actually makes sense. However, it did really put a hamper on us because this is our first time having to record. Dusty does all our recordings. He does our editing. So we're kind of uh, we're flying. We're flying. We're playing a little fast and loose here. We're hoping that this recording actually works. Yeah, that was my biggest concern as soon as Dusty was like, oh, I'm going to be at a work conference. I was like, oh, that's fine. Like, Steve and I can handle it. And then we were both like, wait, who's going to record and how and using what? So that's been fun. But I think we figured it out. So it should be good. So yeah, as long as Skype holds out, I think we should be OK. Um, but we, we've got actually a lot to talk about. There's some mandatory mini camps going on, um, all sorts of fun stuff. Like there's a, there's sound bites. There's news from the NFC North that we get to make fun of. The, but where I, where I want to start is more topical. It's not football, but it can be related to football. It is the Women's World Cup that's going on right now. They beat Thailand yesterday 13-0, to zero, which was awesome. Awesome. It was so much fun to watch. Like they're they're just going don't going to town. Like these are the top women in the world playing soccer. It's so much fun. And people are bitching and moaning that they're celebrating too much. This is the pinnacle of, of the soccer careers, going to the World Cup and, and succeeding. Are, I just we gotta start first. Are you in and out? Are you okay with them celebrating even when it was like 10 nothing? Because I'm I'm all about it. I say, you know what? If you score a goal like that, go nuts. I'm about it too. I grew up playing soccer, 13 years of soccer, played competitive soccer, high school, every level. And I know for a fact from personal experience from playing the game that long that it's honestly more disrespectful to play around and just pass it around a team and make them chase it while you keep possession and just kind of pass it around or try to get 10 players to touch the ball before you take a shot on goal. That is more disrespectful than just playing your game. And yes, the U S is considerably better than Thailand, but they're not there to make friends. This is the world cup. This is what they've worked for. There's a lot of controversy that goes on with them and FIFA. So I really think that they're trying to make a point and they're saying, you know, we're the best team in the world. We are here to play, and this is what we're going to do no matter who we're playing. So I'm all for it. They they work their whole lives to get to that moment, and when they're there, they should celebrate in the moment. And I know people were mad that maybe, you know, after the ninth or tenth goal, they should have toned it down, but 
it's like they're little kids falling in love playing soccer again. This is where they've always dreamed of being. So I understand where the excitement is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And I think where I wanted to go to is this is transferable to the NFL because, you know, for forever it was the no fun league. There's no dancing. There's no nothing. There's no you're not allowed to do this. But I mean, bat flips like touchdown celebrations. It's all fun. Like, I love that. I mean, we could even get into the Madison Bumgarner of like yelling at Max Muncy for hitting a home run. And man, did Dick, I crushed that ball like that ended up in the ocean. You're allowed to stare at that when that happens. But when you get into the NFL, I think I think it is it's a fine line of you don't want to celebrate. Let's say like we talked about before, like you don't want to celebrate when the DB or when the wide receiver drops a ball, when the DB has nothing to do with it. And then they go crazy like that annoys me. Or if you're losing by 30 and you do a sack dance because you sack the quarterback, but you're still down 30 points. Like there's a line of demarcation of where this is acceptable to do these things. And they were total for me. They were totally in the clear to, to go ahead and have fun with it. Yeah, I agree, and I think it does translate a little to what goes on in the NFL. I mean, you think, these guys, again, they're playing in the NFL. This is what they've always dreamed of doing. They get excited in the moment. Let them get excited in the moment. I've never been someone that's hated the celebrations. I agree with what you said, how there is a point where, you know, if you sack the quarterback and you're losing by 30 and you start flexing, it's like, (laughs) but you're losing by 30, so, but, you know, if there's a big play, you make an awesome catch, and, you know, you decide to do something crazy like why not you're playing you're passionate you're in the moment i say go for it i'm all i'm all about bat flips i'm all about you know touchdowns as long as your celebration's appropriate and it's not offensive if you're just gonna do like a disco or there's some where they do the bobsled i know when the olympics were around they they were doing a lot of different like they were mocking or not mocking, but they were pretending like they were doing an Olympic sport. So I think that's hilarious. I love it. And I always think the videos and the photos that come out of it are amazing. So I personally am a fan of the celebrations. Yeah. More fun. The more fun, the better. Like it's their sports. They're not, they're not politics. They're not, you know, it's not human life that they're worried about. This is just supposed to be fun. And when you can add some extra fun to it, I say, go for it. So let's move on. You wanted to talk about some NFC North news, so I will let you declare this to the world because I've already made plenty of jokes about it on Twitter. Yes, so our friends in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears, who have some kicking troubles, as we all know, they announced today via Twitter that they have waived their kicker, Chris Blewett. He was on the team for a total of 88 days, is what we found, and he's already gone. He never got to to play in a real NFL game. He couldn't make the 42-yard field goal that they, for some reason, feel is absolutely necessary. Mandatory 42-yard field goal that every kicker that tries out for them now has to kick. Yes, and Steve and I were talking about this before, and we were saying, why are they doing that? You know, the odds of them getting a field goal from that exact spot in a game situation is so slim. But just because it's the Chicago Bears, they probably will. And they probably will still miss. And it's just very interesting to me. 88 days, all you've had is OTAs and mini camps, and he's already gone. He blew it. Chris blew it, (laughs) blew it. So that's all I really have to say about that. But we'd love to hear your guys' jokes, puns, opinions about this, because this is something we all find very entertaining, I think. I think we talked about this earlier too. The only thing that would have made this better is if he was on the roster for 42 days. 
that would have made that would have been perfect perfect for it but alas 88 days on the bears is uh i mean he probably made some money he probably did okay but he gone they're they've got he like had to survive a chicago winter and then as soon as the weather started getting nicer they said nah you're gone yeah. Chicago is fun in the summer too, man. I lived there for several years. There's, you know, bars and patios and all sorts of good stuff. Like you're down on the river, like it's down on the lake. It's awesome. It's a good place in the summer, but yeah, he's uh he's not gonna be able to be living out of those things though. So he's gone. They still have like 17 more kickers on there that that have all that have all 40. missed the 42 yard. None of them have made it either. So that's that's obviously troublesome. I mean, at this point, does, shouldn't Nagy not be doing this? Like, this is this has now gotten to the point of I need to stop doing this because all the reporters are going to report out that the 42-yard field goal was kicked again, and they all missed it. I think it was yesterday that they all missed the 42-yard mm-hmm. field goal. So you, you, just move on, man. Like, let it go. You're into a new season. Uh, actually, don't. Keep it. Keep holding on to it. I prefer it if, you, if that's still in the back of your head. Anytime there's a 42-yard field goal, he's going to be a little trigger shy. So uh, let's keep going with that. Mandatory minicamps. That means we've got sound bites. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. Aaron Rodgers really likes Jake Kumaro. I don't know if you knew this, Sarah. Yeah, he loves him. He quote-unquote said he gets the little things done and that he is a sucker for someone that gets the little things done, as I or something along those lines is what he said. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. I mean, I think it's great, and I think it's good that he's trusting guys that are, you know, in his offense. But I don't know how much it really means. It's not like he's wide receiver one, two, or three at this point. And I know he's a fan favorite for some. But, yes, it's always good that your quarterback likes you. But how much is he really going to see the ball? How much is he really going to make plays this season? I don't really know. Totally agree. Um, we uh, One of the things you just kind of look at is right now he's probably battling for wide receiver six at, at best. And, you know, it's great that Rodgers likes him, but, I mean, Rodgers used to praise and praise and praise Jer- Jared Abaderis, who barely touched the field and would throw Jeff Janis under the bus the first humanly, human possible time. Like anybody would ask him a question about Jeff Janis. He ran the wrong route. He wasn't doing this right. He wasn't doing this right. Yet that guy saw the field more because, uh, you know, so it's, it is awesome. It's great that he's doing those good things. He's talked about his practice habits and hopefully those good practice habits will rub off on some of the other wide receivers that are a little higher up. But overall, I mean, it's cool. It's great. It's June and we need things to talk about because we all miss football so much. So there you go. Loves him some, uh, loves him some Jay Kumaro, but we can move on to some of the fun stuff that kind of came out of practice. First of all, um, Lafleur came out and said, I love it when we can get them the ball referring to the running backs. So basically you got to ask quite a bit about running backs and wanting to get them more involved in the passing game. And I'm sure Dusty is probably like, sweating when he's listening to this because (laughs) this is exactly the type of thing that he would want to talk about and need to talk about. But I mean, this is exciting. This will kind of, we talked about this all last year and, you know, over every time we've talked with you about running backs and how we think that they needed to be involved more and Aaron Jones getting the ball more, you know, rushing and balls out of the backfield. And they actually, they lined him up, uh, they, they lined Jones up out wide 
and then ended up running Devonte on a like under route and ended up scoring mm-hmm. a touchdown on it. Like they had this whole detailed thing about it. This is just it's just so exciting for June, and we don't have real football. This is the exciting stuff. So, what are your initial reactions to all the 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 running back love? And I mean, it's not shocking, but anything you want to add to it? I just think it's about time. I th- I think I speak for a lot of us when I say we've been waiting for this for a long time, giving Aaron Jones more love, allowing him to do what he does best. And so it's exciting. And it's really, it makes me feel good that this is finally happening. I feel like relieved in a way because I'm like, it's here. It's happening. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not, we're saying we're going to do it. it. We're seeing it in practice. We're seeing it at mini camp already, like you said, in June. And even though it is so early on, it's exciting because you know that that's just going to keep growing and growing. They're going to add layers to that. They could run some different routes. They could get them involved. As receivers, I know we talked about, I think it was last week, that Aaron Jones was a wide receiver in high school and a good one. So he's able to be versatile and make catches if he needs to. And that is really good for an offense that we're starting to develop because they can can have him in the backfield. They can have him run some short routes. And it really adds more weapons to an Aaron Rodgers offense, which is just amazing. That's what you want to see as a Packers fan. So I'm excited about this. I think we're only going to hear more about it because it's only this is only the start. But I think, like I said, I think it's just been a long time coming. Yeah, especially like the fact that you said you're you're adding another weapon just because the, the the offense really didn't add much. They didn't. I mean, they're they're bringing back pretty much all the same guys. But if you look at it in that kind of a frame of mind of well, I mean, Aaron Jones was, wasn't was really a part of the passing game. Jamal Williams wasn't a huge part of the passing game. That is adding a new threat to to a new offense. So that that is really exciting. To continue on with all of the things that happened at uh, at the mandatory minicamp, everybody freaked out for a good hour on Twitter because Domovsky came out and put out on Twitter that Aaron Rodgers looked like he showed a little discomfort during one of the QB drills but continued on without any apparent issues. Again, this is now we're now reaching peak off season of he may have slightly tweaked something and we had to talk about it for a whole hour because we've got nothing else. This mm-hmm. is this. I mean, this is a non story, but it's just I mean, it came out today and I wanted to address it just because see if you had any other thoughts on it. But for me, it just we're in June. We've got nothing else and we have to report on every single throw, every single play that happens. So. It looked like he may have winced one time <laughs> during the practice, went back to being fine, everything else. But your thoughts? I said it two weeks ago that it was May, so I'm not going to stress about things. And now I'm just going to say it again, but differently, because it's a new month. It's June. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. It's June. If he's tweaked, honestly, this is the time to be a tiny bit tweaked. The season is months away at this point. He, who knows, he could have gotten a cramp. He could have gotten a Charlie horse. He could have like just thrown weird and his body was like, ow, he's getting older. You know, he's yeah. going to have weird he's, pains every now and then. It's he's 35. June. He's 35. I'm 38. Every, I wake up every day and I'm like, ooh, that hurt. Why does that hurt? I didn't do anything. My back hurts. My knee hurts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm 21 years old. And when I get out of bed every day, my knees crack like it like the sound of lightning and thunder. So I don't blame him at all. He's older and it's June. I just don't think this is something we need to worry about, but there is nothing else to talk about. So I understand why this was. And of course there's the typical, 
Oh, he's so fragile. He always gets hurt. Like, he's not hurt. He winced. Who knows? He could have gotten stung by a bee. Like, we don't know what happened to him. We don't. <laughs> this is now knee gate instead of, you know, deflate gate. We have knee gate, all the things that could have happened. I don't know if you have noticed, though, I did enjoy your It's May thing. So I've stolen that and I've used it several times already throughout this of it's June. We got nothing else to talk about. So here we go. I mean, it's it's true throughout this of it's June. We're going to overreact. And I love it. I love Packers Twitter. I think everyone is hilarious in their own special way and it's but it's june like it was may it's june mm-hmm. so I, I don't think this is something we need to stress about yeah should we keep an eye on it maybe but do we need to lose sleep at night over this absolutely not Ooh. if you're losing sleep over the packers man uh I love the Packers to death. I don't think there's been a night that I've ever lost sleep because of something that happened to the Packers. But if you do, good more power to you. To continue on with the theme of it's June, uh, some news came out that Aaron Rodgers has made a, a seven-figure donation to his alma mater of Cal uh, that will be helped to renovate the football locker room, create the Aaron Rodgers football scholarship. So really, really cool. A very genuine thing that he wants to give back to his college that helped him get to the NFL and his coach that really helped him. And then pro football talk comes and junes it all up and says, Aaron Rodgers can do whatever he wants with his money, but why give $1 million to a football program that doesn't pay its players? Really? This is what you're taking away from this? He has no control over the NCAA. This is just this. And then this is where I realized like, this is peak June-ness of, huh, we have nothing else to talk about. Let's stir the pot and say, Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have donated. Well, yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. I understand the whole college players should be paid argument. I see both sides to that, and I know people are passionate about that. But if somebody gives a seven-figure donation, that's really generous, and that's really great that they did that. So I wouldn't be, like, criticizing that person. I'd, be, I'd say good for them. That's a good thing that they did. They're giving back to a program that obviously helped him get to where he is today. And... Even though the players aren't going to be receiving that money directly, they're going to be experiencing what that money is providing. New locker, locker room, room yeah. new equipment, new weight room, and some players are going to be on the team because of the money that he gave. So he's going to be giving other student-athletes an opportunity. So, yes, that money won't be going into their bank account, but they're still going to be experiencing that in a lot of other ways. And that's the importance of it. He did it. No one really asked him to do that. He did it because he wanted to, and period. End of sentence. That's all. I like it. No, it's good. It's just, it, I find it unbelievable that people can go out of their way to find negative things about somebody donating seven figures to an alma mater for like positive things. Like it just blows my mind that the, like, if, if Mitch Trubisky came, comes out and donates a million dollars to North Carolina. I'm not going to say, oh, man, he shouldn't do that because they're not paying the player. Like, that's still a cool thing, too. Yeah. That would be an amazing thing. Why? Uh, you know, it's just a bad pigeon, bad wormhole to go down as to why people are idiots on Twitter. So we'll we'll, just, we'll avoid that. I want to jump to probably the biggest thing that excited me out of that came out of today's news. Uh, Devontae Adams, who doesn't really talk all that much, but came out 
and had some big, big praise for Darnell Savage. To quote him, he said, he's going to be that guy. I can tell. We definitely got a steal. I know we got him early, but I still think he could have gone even earlier just based on what he's doing out there. And we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording, but this excites me because Adams doesn't – he's not known for coming out and saying, like heaping praise onto somebody. He just – you said it too. He he just kind of does his own thing. Like he's not huge in the media when he does when he does talk. He he does, but for the most part, he kind of keeps to himself a little quieter. But coming out of his coming out and saying all these positive things about Darnell Savage and how he can already see it and he's going to be that guy. Like that's that's the kind of juice in June that I'm that I'm all about. Yes, I agree, and I think I took away a couple things from this. The first being that when we have heard Devontae Adams talk in the media about players he admires, players he saw great things from, it's usually players that he looked up to more than younger players that came in, and he kind of saw things in them. He used to talk a lot about Randall Cobb, how he looked up to him as a player, as a man, and how he really just followed his lead a lot as a younger player so I think now you know he's wide receiver one he has this experience under him so he's looking at guys on both sides of the ball and saying hey I see potential in you you know guys like Cobb did that for Adams so he's he's letting those guys know and I think that's a great thing that Devontae's stepping into that role and I think it's great that we're seeing that this is obviously he's been on the team for a few years now he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And he's not only taking that in with his talent, but now he's kind of turning into a leader on the team. And he's really, I saw he's being very vocal. I saw quite a few tweets in practices, leading all of the drills for the wide receivers. And now he's talking about some of these new rookies that we brought in and he's encouraging them and letting them know. So I think it's very important from a team culture aspect as well, that he's stepping in to that role and that we're starting to see him step into that role because that only is contagious and allows other guys to maybe be encouraged as well. Yeah, I love it. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, apparently Geronimo Allison ran, uh, ran the wrong route yeah. while in the red zone drill, and Aaron Rodgers let him hear it after. Uh, it's rare to see. I think we kind of, as we discussed earlier, too, that doesn't shock me that Rodgers would go after him, you know, let him hear it that he's in the wrong spot. The bigger thing that surprised me was that Allison was in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a new offense. These things are going to happen. But, I mean, this is a guy that Rodgers has talked about on end about, I trust him, I know where he's going to be. And for him not to be in the right spot is kind of, it's a little shocking. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I don't want to say concerning, but you're just, I was kind of taken back when I saw that tweet. And I think, you know, Rodgers is going to let him know. Like you said, he's obviously a guy that Rodgers respects and trusts. So he's when Rodgers sees something he doesn't like, he's going to feel comfortable ripping into him a little bit. So it is what it is. It's a new offense. I don't want to make excuses for him because he's definitely capable of learning an offense and running the right route in the red zone. But it might be happening. It might have been the first time they ran through something in I don't know, but it is a little shocking to me. All right. So apparently tomorrow the Packers have made it official. There will be no practice tomorrow. It is a team building activity. So there's always been fun stuff that they're doing. So I put it on you, Sarah. What Before it happens, what's going to be the Green Bay Packers team building activity this year? 
I don't know what the team building activity is going to be, but what I think it should be is a completely different story. I think that they should do karaoke. I think that would be amazing. And they would have to, or like lip sync. You're the one who always posts that one, the to like do everything. lip sync battle. Of. Yeah. And they like get in teams and they have. To. You're the one who always posts that one, the Spider-Man kid who did yes, the when Rihanna. Tom Holland did it. Yes. That I was actually that really video good. Every time I see it, you're welcome, everyone. But <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I think there's nothing funnier than someone kind of doing that and pretending to be that. Because a lot of times they'll dress up as Rihanna or Bruno sure. Mars or someone else. And I think it's amazing to watch someone step out of their comfort zone like that. And everyone makes fun of themselves when they do it. And it's honestly it just laughs all around. That show is hilarious. I've seen lip sync battles i've had to participate in them and i hate it but it's honestly so much fun helps you get to know people around you and i think it would be hilarious if these huge football players were doing it dressing up dancing singing and i think some of them would definitely be hilarious don't think that's what they're going to do but i think it would be hilarious if they did that and i would love to see videos and pictures of it I'm somewhere along the same lines, actually. We uh, we had some similar thoughts, but my head kind of went as to what's something that Lafleur could also do with these guys. And so, you know, he's got the wheelie scooter. So I'm thinking they go to like an old school roller rink mm. and, you know, they get, you know, get the big like glittery ball in the middle and they all get to dress up in like 80s and 70s outfits yeah. and like headbands and stuff. And Yeah, I want know. some kind of apparel i don't want them to just like go paintballing i want them to do something where they have to make fun of themselves a little bit and have a good time i think it th- either one of those things would allow them to do that yeah i like it i think that would be good um oh wait justy <laughs> uh this is and for all of you guys in your dusty uh updates uh he just sent us a picture of whiskey this is exactly what he's doing instead of hanging out with us. So suck it, Dusty. You are third banana. He's are, gone. It's not even third. I, I say last banana. He's like the peel at this point. <laughs> so Dusty, if no, you're listening, he's like the moldy banana that you get, that you just have to throw away because you, nobody's going to eat that. If you're listening, Dusty, which you probably aren't because you're too busy. Quote unquote busy was what he just told very, us. Very, very busy. Very busy. I'm disappointed. You better be here next week and you better not be too busy again. Because apparently, if this is your definition of busy, this is what Steve is every week and yet he's still, <laughs> he's still here. So, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dusty does the same thing I do. You're the only one who doesn't drink on this podcast. <laughs> Dusty is always drinking as well. So, hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We'll see if he's back next week or if he's well, we'll see. I mean, busy. I I'm not going to lie like in in some weird way I do miss you know the the arguments because you and I just kind of it was good. Like we just got along well. Like, you know, we we have a lot of the same points but and see, stuff. that's a lot of what our podcast is is we exactly. kind of have a similar okay, yeah, and then a lot of sometimes the three of us will agree, but then Dusty will say something just out of nowhere, like the banana thing. That I mean, and it's always something we don't really talk about before. So it comes out of nowhere, and then we have an initial reaction, and that's just mm-hmm. what makes the whole thing start. I, and we argue, and we make fun of each other, and that's really where it stems. So I guess Dusty, we do miss you because 
we don't have anyone to apparently he pulled he, and... he pulled yeah i know he pulls the team together because you know we both have somebody that we can just make fun of i like yeah that's a good good point so hopefully we'll have the full team back together next week and we'll we'll get it all to you guys but uh for sarah i'm steve Thank you for tuning in for the Packaday Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you hit the Packaday Podcast on Twitter, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, go Pack Go! One kick away from the NFC Championship game from the 41. Left half spot, 51 yard field goal attempt, snap, placement, kick to the outside.